بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Beloved brothers and sisters in Islam I welcome you all to a new episode of the Hadith Podcast We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it beneficial and to grant us all goodness Amin. The very first hadith that Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah begins with in Kitab al-Buyu' he mentions the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu in this hadith, we find that Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu is addressing an issue. Some of the people have mentioned or they have said they are speaking amongst themselves. Why is it that Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu narrates so many ahadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and we never hear the other companions, the other sahaba narrating so many ahadith. So Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu gives them the reason. One of the things he mentions, he says, when the muhajirun, those who came from Makkah, and the ansar, the people of Medina, whilst they were busy in the marketplace, the muhajirun, and the ansar were busy with their wealth, their livelihoods, Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu was with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When they were absent, Abu Hurairah was present. When they forgot what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu is the one who memorized. And one of the reasons for this he mentions is because Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu was content with the little that he had. There are other ayat in the Quran wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ dunya qalil." Tell them that whatever this world has to offer, it is very little compared to the akhirah. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا You give preference to this life. وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى As for the hereafter, it is everlasting. The question is, as a Muslim, am I allowed to earn money? Is it okay for a Muslim to be rich? So many times we associate a person who is religious or we associate people who are closer to Allah. We think that they should have nothing to do with this world. They should not be rich. They should not wear good clothes. They should not go out to the marketplace. Is this correct? The answer is... In the very same book, in Sahih al-Bukhari, we find that later on Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah mentions in the same book, Kitab al-Buyu', the book of buying and selling, he mentions a hadith wherein Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself bought and sold. He mentions a hadith of some of the sahaba who were very rich and wealthy, such as Abdul Rahman ibn Auf radiallahu anhu. In fact, he mentions a hadith. It is mentioned that the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, when Islam came, they used to be marketplaces that they used to frequent and they used to go to in Jahiliyyah. Those marketplaces were Ukad, Majannah and Dhul Majaz. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he revealed a verse. He said, لَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ أَن تَبْتَغُوا فَضْلًا مِّن رَبِّكُمْ When Islam came, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum thought that these marketplaces are associated with jahiliyyah. So during Hajj, we should not go there. We should not go to buy and sell. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, there is no harm for you to go out to these marketplaces during Hajj to buy and sell. In another verse, 
in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions how he has created everything on this earth for us to use. Allah says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who created for you, O mankind, everything in this world so that you may use it. In another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, after the Jumu'ah prayer, فَانْتَشِرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ You should go out in the earth. What should you do? وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ Look for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted. Look for wealth and look for something that you need in your worldly lives. The question is, here we find there are a hadith and uh, Quranic verses that speak about how one shouldn't be engrossed in this worldly life. There are other verses of the Quran wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions how he has created every single thing for us to use and there are a hadith that mention how the Sahaba radiallahu anhum were rich, how the Anbiya alayhim salatu wassalam, they also uh, had money, some of them such as Sulaiman alayhi salam had kingdom that Nobody would ever get after him. So here we find a classic example wherein there are nusus, there are adillah, there are verses from the Quran and Sunnah on one hand supporting a certain ideology or a certain, uh, you could call it, a certain way of living. And there are other verses which it seems apparently are contradicting. This my dear brothers and sisters in Islam, is a topic which many people do not understand. So many times people come and they say that the Quran and the Sunnah, they have contradictions, they contradict one another. The scholars who have read the Quran and Sunnah, who understand it, who have been through these nusus, know that at times like this, one has to do jam'a. You have to gather between the nusus the adillah, the Quranic verses and a hadith that speak in support of a certain act, a certain action and those that speak against and then try to gather between them and come to a conclusion. So for example, there are a hadith wherein Rasulullah said, you should not drink whilst standing. And there are other hadith wherein Rasulullah himself, he drank whilst standing. So here we find that the role of a scholar, we see how knowledgeable a scholar is and we find that a person should not be quick to make such statements that the Quran contradicts itself or the Sunnah contradicts itself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, speaking about certain matters, especially contemporary matters, he says, those who have knowledge of the Qur'an and Sunnah, those who understand, those who know, they extract these rulings. So when it comes to business, when it comes to a Muslim having money, being rich, we say that at the verse wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about his worshippers in the masajid, he says, رِجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ تِجَارَةٌ وَلَا بَيْعٌ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ They are men who are not occupied they are not distracted they are not distracted by worldly things buying and selling when it comes to uh, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Qatada rahimahullah mentions at this verse he says the people used to buy and sell but 
whenever something was required of them, an act of worship, something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had ordered, they would leave it immediately and they would carry it out. So here we find in Islam, wealth is not your goal in life. It is not your target. It is not your everything. Rather, it is a wasila. It is a means. A means of what? A means of attaining or achieving the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bi'ibnillah. And this boils down to a person's niyyah, a person's intention. So we find that there are two pillars of Islam that a person cannot fulfill if he does not have wealth. Those are zakah. If a person does not have wealth, what is he going to give out? And also hajj. If a person does not have wealth, how does he go out? So we say, when it comes to uh, people going out to earn wealth, yes, a person, it comes down to their personal preference. If they are not a burden on anybody, they are not dependent on anybody, they do not require their food and drink and uh, things to come from other people, and they want to live a very simplistic lifestyle without going out into the marketplaces. That's their choice, a minimalistic lifestyle. It's allowed in Islam as long as you are not a burden on other people. And in the same breath, a person who wants to earn a lot of money, a person who wants to be rich, a person who wants to have a lot of wealth, as long as they are not doing anything haram, it does not distract them from their duty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is also allowed. And we have mentioned some of the examples from the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Those, some of them who chose to live minimalistic lifestyles. And they are those who had a lot of money and did a lot of business and were very, very wealthy. One may say that if I want to go out and do these things, surely it will be taking a lot of my time, and hence I will not be able to do other acts of worship, other ibadat. So we find that a person staying at home, uh, trying to live a minimalistic lifestyle, or not being engrossed, or not doing a lot of business or working, they have a lot of time to fast and read Quran and do other acts of worship. As for a person who wants to do business, he may think that I do not have time to compete with this person when it comes to acts of worship. So here we have a question. What does a person do in this case? Should he leave going to buy and sell, going to earn money in order to stay at home and do his ibadat? Or is earning money and going out, trying to earn a livelihood and support others also an act of worship. Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala happy with such a person? Will he reward them? Bi'ibnillah, we will discuss this topic and we will try to answer the question. Is a person who goes out and tries to earn money, to earn wealth, is he also in an ibadah, an act of worship? Bi'ibnillah, that and much more in the next episode. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us all acceptance. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.